what is up everyone welcome to another incredible episode of chat with dan continuing our epic season here hope you enjoy this episode let me know what you think in the comments below as well don't forget to leave a like subscribe follow it helps a lot and again thank you so much for listening to it hope you like it enjoy the show and i'll see you in the next one stay safe Welcome to another incredible episode of Chat with Dan. For today, we have an incredible, super badass actress. Her name is Montserrat. How are you today? I am good, Dan. We were just speaking that I, I'm a little under the weather, but I'm I'm feeling good. How Thank are you? you? I'm doing fantastic. I mean, what better way to have an epic Wednesday, right? With no one as epic as you. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, it's super. It's also very epic right now because you have your like your smoke for people who are not seeing but maybe right? listening. So it seems very like film noirish. Mm. <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah so welcome to the show it is incredible to have you here and before we start for those who don't know who is the amazing Montserrat please explain us I yeah I mean hi my name is Montserrat I I've been living in Vancouver now for around six years I want to say I'm an actress I also am a theater maker Um, so I, I'm in a lot of processes where we're developing new work, whether that's with new playwrights and new new scripts, or if it's also from a very devised collective ensemble creation-based work. And I'm, yeah, doing voiceover, film and TV, kind of just, you know, wearing all the hats as, as an actor does. Um, and yeah i've been fortunate to get to work in canada as well as internationally both in um places like in colombia and berlin and really hoping to just continue working <laughs> absolutely i love it i love it and tell me how your acting career started like where does the like yeah like where the passion begin yeah i mean i don't know maybe you can relate to this too a bit um dan with like I, I come from a family that is very uh, loud and has parties and has hostings like like uh, I'm Mexican Colombian and so in in Christmas time especially and I'm just thinking about this now because it's in December there's a sense of um, like hosting and putting on skits for people and we in Colombia we have like novenas um, and so I, I always reflect and think about the first time where I was like I'm acting was playing um, the Virgin, Virgin Mary, in a in a nativity play in mm. Una de las Buenas, and kind of like really we were doing it in this barn that my aunt had in in Colombia, and you know like I'm talking there's like donkeys, <laughs> and we're all just like doing the novena, and I that feeling of having an audience playing a role being part of something bigger than yourself, singing. Um, that was probably the first moment that I was like, I love this. I mm. just love this feeling. Okay. Um, and I was really lucky that my parents never discouraged me and, and in fact encouraged me. So I just, as, as long as I can remember, I've always been in like theater camps or singing, choir. I might come from a very... Um, artistic family on my mom's side and my my father also is like a lover of poetry and so it it was just the arts was always around me mm. 
Okay. Okay. And what were some of the challenges that you had when you were making those first uh, acting steps? Um, I think, I think the biggest challenge would have been um, like the first kind of challenge that I I think I had was once I decided that I wanted to pursue studying mm-hmm. in acting and doing the initial auditions for all the schools because that was the first time that I had been faced with, you know, picking picking very specific monologues, um, introducing myself to a bunch of people on panels and, yeah. and, and being rejected to a few of them and feeling like, oh man, this is for school. Like if I'm already being rejected to get better, how can I even <laughs> get better if I can't even get into the training? Totally. Places. So that was my first kind of challenge was to to keep going and to keep auditioning. Mm. Okay. And how and as well, like how so you moved to so you moved to Canada, but tell me at first what were let's say, right, that I go to Canada pursuing acting. Tell me what could be some of the challenges that I'm about to face or some of the things that I need to prepare to, you know, moving to another country, totally different culture, language as well, you know, all of that. Mm. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing was that I think at that level, at that stage, like when when I'm in high school or in um, in the younger years, like junior high, uh, the the only connection really that I had with, let's say, acting and being in a play or anything was in school. Um, and I went in my younger years to a very very academic based school so not really a school based in the arts and if it no. wasn't arts it was very <laughs> regimented and it was not very like uh, liberal arts so I think I I found it very hard to um see how expansive and wide the idea of being an actor can be I think I, I had a very clear image of what I thought an actor needed to look like and be like and sound like and it was very in the eyes of like I have to be Meryl Streep mm. like I have to look like Meryl Streep and this is mm, like yeah, absolutely or me or whatever right mm. and 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 that everyone around me also didn't really have a vocabulary for acting and what acting could be or look like and so that was kind of the main pursuit and it wasn't until I was in high school and had a high school teacher who kind of opened my idea of what theater really was. And so I, I think I focused actually less on acting, acting at that point, and then focused more into theater and started really looking at theater companies and looking at the type of work that I really liked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but that was my main challenge was, was being like, okay, how do I do this one type of acting that I think I should do when I'm not like that? I'm not that person. I'm not in those circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, language has always been interesting for me because most of my schooling has been in English. And so I I do carry a, a sense of language and English of kind of theory and, um, you know, essay writing. Mm-hmm. that I'm comfortable in English, almost like an intellect in that way. But uh, emotionally and in sensations and in the body, it's Spanish. And so I haven't had as many opportunities to speak only in Spanish and act 
Mm. And when I do, I I notice a shift in the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the whole expressions, the yeah, the words, the, body, the meaning, everything. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I can I can understand that too. I mean, it 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 gets it gets com. I mean, I wouldn't say complicated, but it's kind of funny when you are trying to express something that it, perhaps you have it you have it like a like on Spanish and you, and you try to like express it on English, but it will not kind of be the same as if you, as if you express it like in your own language. You know what I mean? Right, so I can understand that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. All right. Now, focusing a little bit here on your acting career, tell me how you prepare a character. Now I understand uh, that depends on the role, but how, like, what is your approach? Like, what are you, your initial uh, approach to start this whole uh, process of creating someone, basically? Yeah, I mean, what I love, what I love about starting the beginning of a project or a character is that I get to approach it from a sense of like total openness. Mm. And so I really, I, I really try to, um, you know, usually, usually there's a script. I have worked in some projects where there is not a script yet. And so it's kind of, that's a whole other way of building a character. But normally if there's a script, I'm very thankful. And then um, the process really begins with reading the script over and over again and thinking and feeling what kind of intuitions really come up for me that I think this character might respond to based off what I'm seeing in the script. And then I try to always kind of approach um, questions or or analysis of of just thinking of how how this character would be in these situations. Mm. So I do a lot of kind of sitting with characters. Like I I I don't necessarily instantly know. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I have assumptions. And then when I'm actually in the scene or working on it, it's like, whoa, no, that's that was just an assumption. That's not necessarily mm. true. So I really I guess what I love the most is being open to it every single time and kind of yep. approaching it with this like naivety that is like, oh, okay, what if they moved like this? What if they reacted like this? They thought about their mother in this way or whatever. Mm, okay. And I, f I find pretty cool the fact that you get the chance to experience so many different um, kind of uh, ways of living. For example, you get the chance to be, I don't know, a cop, lawyer, doctor, nurse, you know, uh, superhero astronaut you know and, and and i find pretty cool the fact that at the same time you get the you get the chance to kind of a, a little bit of taste that way of life you, it also opens you to kind of discover more about the the real you at the same time right yes that's the that's the fun part absolutely mm -hmm. and and i would add to that that um when i'm working on projects that are more devised let's say and that the characters are not fully formed And that's their the first initial impetus in the room is like around the concept of the piece and maybe there's this character that kind of is in this world in this tone. That's also fun to do in terms of creating a character, let's say, based off of more design aesthetic feelings, mm. like they're this creature and how do they move and then developing the mm. character in that way. So it's it's fun to play between that very <laughs> very big spectrum absolutely and tell me out of the roles that you have portrayed 
which one which ones have been your favorite ones or the ones you remember the most like oh this was fun i um <laughs> let me think here i i love i love juliet from romeo and juliet mm. and i've i've played her in such a very very different way in many okay. different iterations so not in like a traditional shakespearean stage setup i also have played it played her with the shakespeare text in a more traditional play but i think her as a character um and that story in general i think has for me been one that i continuously still mm -hmm. go back to i just keep going back to um the text and and thinking about the world so i yep. yeah i would say that that's the character and the and the world that i think of the most and tell me like what has been some of the worst additions you ever have <laughs> <laughs> oh god dan i feel like every audition is the worst audition <laughs> i hate auditions um honestly oh And I hate monologues. I hate monologues so much. Um, <laughs> okay. But, and I mean that, I mean that because um, there's nothing, there's just nothing worse than showing up into a room, you know, the last five minutes you've been in this like waiting room with a bunch of other people who look like you and who you're intimidated by or that I'm intimidated by. And when you go into this room, there's like three people very far away from you, looking at you, and um, at the pin, at the drop of a pin, you know, you have to perform. And uh, that type of pressure and anxiety, that type of specific pressure and anxiety of being watched and in that place, I think is for some actors like really energizing and really mm. like gets them going. And for me, I'm just like, It just stresses me out. So um, I would say my my worst audition is probably the auditions where I just let that get to me more, and and so it's you know it's a bit dark. It's not like a funny one, but the ones that feel like hard when I leave is usually the ones where I'm like, oh, I I really didn't I didn't find a way to have fun or didn't find a way to find pleasure in what I was doing and I and I was focusing too much on mm. on the energy in the room and maybe the people who I saw before me or, or whatever like I was yeah. too insecure in my other thoughts and like yeah. how you how you deal with a with with a with a second thoughts meaning you went to audition and how you managed to once you're done with it to keep your mind at ease and not be like oh you should have said this instead of that why I wear this <laughs> I should have you know like I mean, it's so yeah. interesting because like when we do something that we really, you know, you know, like really love or that we really care about, once we finished it, we're like, oh, I should have done this instead of that. I should have. And and once you realize it's been already like an hour, probably two hours and you're still spinning and spinning and spinning and you have basically wasted time on that. So my question is like how you manage to get out of those thoughts and to continue with your day, basically. Yeah, I mean... I think, I mean, this is actually, I guess, a real blessing. I tend to not, I tend to really leave it. I'm mm. really, I I kind of like obsess over it before. 
-hmm. before the audition is I think for me the worst but then once the audition is over like the moment I leave the room I really probably within 10 minutes I'm like I've forgotten about it I've let it go that's cool because because it's not sustainable the only thing I'll say is obviously there's some auditions that I do really that are like at a higher you know I care about them more or they mean more yeah. to me well those ones are harder to shake off because those are just um you know there's bound to be some that are heavier than others but on in general I think yeah I really don't I don't overthink them after mm. just before okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can understand that. I love it. Now, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and like, like how you prepare for an audition, like mm -hmm. how you set your mind. Do do you have like a I don't know, like a go to song, or a go to meal, or something that basically brings your mind like, okay, let's make this happen. I wish I did. I probably maybe that would help me, but <laughs> I don't. Yeah, who knows? I really. I try to, you know, I try to be as prepared as I can be. I really, like, I try to read the script, read read the sides, be off book if I can be. Mm. Um, I try to research usually the directors who are maybe in the room, or I try to know who is in the room that I'm being auditioned with. And then in terms of preparing myself, like, physically and mentally, I I do a general vocal and physical warm up and then by then I'm I I'm just like okay I have to trust that I've put in enough work that I know or that in the audition room if I've totally you know hit the wrong mark that I can yeah. take redirection. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, I like it. Now let's say that one day I call you and I tell you that I want to become an actor. Now, I have any experience or like zero. I mean Probably the only thing I, ha I did was back in high school, I did one play, one line, and I, I I screw it up. But anyway, that's that's another story. My point here is, what advice would you give to me as for someone who just turned 30 and is like, you know what, I'm just going to throw everything away and start dispatching on acting and, you know, sky's the limit. Like, how, like, what advice would you give to me? Yeah, I love it. I would be first, I'd say congrats. Congratulations. Because <laughs> yeah. it's hard. Okay. Life's too short, so congrats. Mm. Um, and then um, I would I would really be like, take take as many classes, workshops, community events, anything that gets you meeting people and in the room with people acting. Mm. Um, don't expect to be paid right no. away. Okay. And be really, um, I think just like, Uh, I mean, in Canada, actually, in theater, in Canada and theater, there are a lot of opportunities for emerging artists. Um, so there is ways to have, you know, either mm -hmm. institutional or other support to help you. But I think the biggest thing is just staying active in, in whichever way makes sense. If you're working another job to like read plays at night or find the find that group on like Facebook that is looking for other actors who need them help other actors like read their lines for self tapes like just being involved um, is what I would do and I would I'd also try to see as much work mm. okay I think that's like seeing as much theater as you can as many films as you can TV shows whatever that sparks the the thing that is like mm. why you work 
doing it. So as much input of that as you can, uh, I think is very necessary and very good. Absolutely. I mean, in that being said, what has been the weirdest or awkwardest comment you have ever received on your career? Because, I mean, it's it's it happens, right? That whenever you say you're an actor, instantly people people will be like, oh, and, and in which movie have you been? You know, or in which <laughs> yeah. these huge, you know, like like those type of comments. So like how yeah, look, so basically what has been like the weirdest comment you have ever received on your acting career to be like, what the hell? Oh man, I have so many. I think, okay, the first one that came to mind is slightly different and it's usually like, oh, I'm an actor. Oh, I did acting in high school. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, I studied math too. I'm not a mathematician. You know? <laughs> um, so usually I get that, which is so funny. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, or I get some people who are like, oh, I always wanted to do that. But then they, that's the end. So that's interesting. Mm. Um I have I have many people who are like, oh well, well, can't wait to see you on the big screen, can't wait to see you in the in the Broadway show, and it's it's funny because I, I think it's just like commonplace, common knowledge that everyone assumes that these are the ideas oh. of success. But I was I, like, not to harp back to the high school experience I had, but my high school teacher really opened up for me. Um, she was like, you're successful if you're an actor and you're working, and and that is it's actually quite possible in a place in Canada to be an actor and be working and making your living off of being in theater. Um, so that really changed it for me so that I, I attribute success more with getting work and not necessarily with being famous or being well known. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think absolutely. a lot of people put to get two and two together because of course, um, but the high school one, it usually gets me the most when people are like, Oh, I did that in high school because I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so interesting because, I mean, whenever, for example, what I, what, what I have ended up discovering is that that if you want to say that, that uh, that you want to, you know, start the business of, on acting and everything, some people might say, oh, you need to go to LA, you know, Hollywood and everything. Or if you want to be specialized on theater, you need to go to Broadway, you know. And whatever you don't go there, you will get frustrated and then you will abandon your dream and... You know, like, what's the point of it when you, I mean, when all it takes is just to do a little bit of research and you can find local, you know, local places here and there where you live and actually start to kind of build up, you know, a little bit of your resume and everything. And then if you want to jump to another country, go ahead, which I mean, I remember, I remember back in high school, I had a, I had a, like a, like this classmate that he was brilliant in the theater, brilliant. Um, and everybody was like, this guy is making it, to, he's going to make it into the big leagues because he was brilliant. Um which by the way he was pissed at me because i ruined his play but anyway that's for another story uh but anyway so my point here is that he was constantly thinking in his head i mean and at that moment we were like what like 17 18 so we didn't know anything about it but he was thinking in his head that he needed to go to broadway because he wanted you know like specialized more in theater and everything and well long story short he didn't went there he got frustrated and abandoned acting and the other day i was speaking you know with uh with an ex uh, with an ex-classman i was like dude i mean It's a shame that this guy didn't make, you know, didn't kind of a re do, did like more research, you know, locally or tried, you know, to do something about it, you know, because he was actually pretty talented. So I find that pretty, yeah, pretty sad at the same time that sometimes because of this stereotype of this idea that the media sometimes will show you, you will abandon, abandon something that, uh, that, that who knows, maybe you were really good at it and you could have, you know, really exploit that and instead because of, you know, because that, that's not going to be possible. You're gonna try to search for another career, 
and you're gonna be basically mis miserable for a couple of years and then once you're old you're gonna be like why i didn't choose what i loved instead of something else so yeah yeah and i and i think i think acting can be it can feel really for me i've i've felt experiences where it can feel really lonely yeah. because it's kind of the art practice that um for me is really involved with being with other people and so it, it is kind of a hard thing to practice on your own um not to say that you can't be observing and taking in things that will obviously impact your practice but it's not like you know being a pianist and playing scales and that's a way that you can continue to strengthen your craft and so i think if you're in a place where you you know go to LA and you don't know anyone and you're just doing audition after audition after audition where really the industry doesn't treat you like a human uh until you're like very famous uh it's kind of like very challenging and, and isolating um to not have a community of people around you who are also like just trying to do the thing um yeah yeah absolutely yeah and, and and what i was gonna say is that what i ended up discovering is for the people that i've interviewed who lived in canada or mexico or colombia mm -hmm. too or germany china poland portugal anyway i mean they are making a living there you know they're making it they're doing they're having fun they're following the dreams and that's pretty cool and, I, and maybe for some people might think you know either you're an actor or musician if you're not famous you're not going to be big, you know, as we were saying. But I find pretty cool the fact that, for example, these people, that they're actually happy about it. You know, they're happy what they do. And I'm a, and and what I what have ended up discovering with this platform, too, is like, I mean, these guys are happy with it. They they're following their dreams. So that's that's happiness, you know, and not this idea of 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 the media that um, that that show us that only if you're famous, then you're happy, you know, or only if you're famous you're gonna make it which uh, as, as we have been spoken before that is, is that that is a really crazy idea so yeah and and kind of like i mean it's interesting because i i mean in a way especially with like actors i think specifically with actors and like hollywood and the celebrity mess of that um it's easy it's really easy to get putting the two together but I, I remember having a moment when I was younger where I, I thought, um, no one is asking me to do this, <laughs> to pursue a career in acting, so I have to do it for myself. Um, and that has kind of guided me through it all, where, where in the sense that I'm like, okay, if I'm not, if I don't get to Meryl Streep level, um, which came at a very specific time and place of who she is and those schools and the people, you know, it's all very specific. Um, like that does not mean that there's no, that that's not success. Um, I think celebrityism is totally different now too. Like I think being famous is very different right now in yeah. this, in this year than before. And yeah. this seems like the wrong thing to chase. Yeah, absolutely. Um, has its perks. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, but wrong, Dan. Yeah, like... yeah, no, no. I mean, I mean, who wouldn't love it? You know, don't get me wrong. But I, but what I would say is that <laughs> if you want to be famous, I mean, you can do a TikTok and then a couple of hours, weeks, months. Yeah. You'll be already, you know. But but if what? But if you're doing something that actually makes you happy, and then eventually that, you know, like like the whole celebrity lifestyle and everything comes along, well, that's part of the whole road. And you will be like, okay, I'll take it. You know, which which we will see sometimes that actors 
they're this huge incredible and talented but they stay away from the whole you know paparazzi and celebrity life and everything you know they stay away from that which i which i kind of get that because at the end of the day i mean it's your passion it's your dream and it's you know it's like that 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 type of stuff that that is gonna come eventually you're like okay cool but you know i don't i don't want it so yeah i think the only thing that i would be like oh this is this is still something that i do aspire to is there is a level of success that often i think is seen with like the hollywood people or people who are rich basically in the arts that there's a there's a level of agency that you can choose what you do So you choose which projects you want to do. You can choose which directors or, you know, be asked to be in things from certain direct, you know, like the, the caliber of, of opportunity seems is, is different. Um, And so I do, I do (laughs) dream of the day where it's like any job offer that I get, I could, I could be reading scripts and not take them um, because I have this bounty of, (laughs) things that I can sustain myself on. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't stand it. I mean, I would love at some point I can make interviews in Bora Bora, but we'll see. <laughs> you know, that would be cool. One day, one day that's going to happen for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And, you know, like moving like moving in here, tell me, let's say that one day Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus, you name it, they call you and they tell you that they got this idea in which goes that all of the actors, I mean, all of the, yeah, all of the characters you have played at the moment, they're gonna yeah. gather to celebrate your birthday but they need a name for the film so how would you call it <laughs> all of them since day one until the movie oh recently. god yeah all of them <laughs> oh god um <laughs> take your time Okay, I feel like I'm I'm between two, but I'm gonna say twelve. Twelve. It would be huh. called twelve. Uh, okay. Think psychological thriller genre, <laughs> horror genre. <laughs> okay, so more. So, I, was thinking, okay. I was thinking that, or like, or like um, that this uh, like I don't know like Esperanza or. Desaparecida, like something. <laughs> like... Okay, okay. So we're talking about psychological thriller, possibly horror. So murder will be involved. Yeah, it'd be HBO. It'd be HBO. HBO. Yeah, Disney Plus. No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely not. Okay. Be okay. HBO. Okay. It would be a, hopefully a, a series. <laughs> now we're talking. Okay. Be a series, um, and maybe the first the first um, pilot would be that. <laughs> that one of them is thrown I want to like no one shows up no one shows up for my birthday <laughs> okay I mean that's a little bit sad but I'll take it no but just I'm thinking of the characters who I've played mm. <laughs> um, that would be funny but like com- comedic comedic too there'd be comedy in there okay so yeah. comedy great outfits psychological thriller great outfits I'm a horror, so drama will be involved as well. I'm sure. I'm Absolutely. Assuming. Okay, murder will be involved too. I mean, that sounds like a very compl- complex. It kind of sounds like a telenovela too. It kind of like sounds it. like a telenovela bit. <laughs> yeah. I'll take yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. And it's on HBO. Huh. HBO. 
which by the way you can you can um if you pay if you pay your subscription it's only $9.99 just saying uh-huh. you know yeah but anyway you know, there we go yeah there please we go. hbo sponsor me but anyway uh let's continue <laughs> um that's pretty cool now let's say that if you could describe your whole 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 acting career but on a drink how would you call it what um Okay, I think it would be tequila first of all. Okay. And I I I can't really think of a name, but I know exactly like the I can picture the shot glass. Mm. The type of glass it would be. It would be one of the like kind of traditional glass ones with the colorful rim. Um but it has one of those cheat like cheeky tacky like objects at the bottom so as you yeah. drink you see the Mm-hmm. like the cactus or whatever but um i think it would be that that's what i would pick yeah very decorated nice tequila shot mm. but the name not yet right mm. i don't know like uh do it just do it <laughs> okay yeah just Simple. do it And you know, I th- I mean, it makes sense because, yeah, yeah. So, so check this out. I do think that it makes sense because it's tequila. So if you're gonna drink it, just do it. You know, because if you overthink it, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna be able to enjoy it, and you're probably you're not gonna be able to drink it. But if you just do it and be like, whatever, drink one, good to go. Yeah, I'll take it. I like the action of it. Like I like mm. the hype, and then I like doing the shot, and I like, um, you know, bonus points if there's salt and lime. Mm. Uh it's a whole event yeah. feels. Okay. Like tequila shot is like an event. So yeah. I like <laughs> Okay, okay. And my last question here is what motivates you? You know, we all have those days, right? In which we just want to quit. You know, we think that it's been a waste of time, that we're not mm-hmm. good at it. We start to compare, you know, to others. We start to be like, okay, you know, I'm I'm old enough to do I mean I'm 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 already old, you know, or I've been wasting my whole life in this. What is wrong with me? But anyway, my point here is what gets you out of those toxic thoughts and puts you back in this journey, this road that you have built for so many years now. Hmm. I think I when I'm very unmotivated, I tend to really lean on other art forms so i i listen to mu- music especially i think for me is quite visceral and so yeah listening to songs that kind of give me that feeling of like i don't even like ecstasy like that kind of big macro feeling that only music i feel can really get at mm. that really like affects me mm. and that helps me I also look a lot of, into to sculptures and visual artists. So whether that's going to an actual gallery somewhere or like literally Googling photos of artists that I know um, of their work or on Pinterest or just like um, seeing other artists express their work helps me 
kind of deal with the unmotivation because I think normally the motivation, the lack of motivation comes from a place of tiredness, dread, fear, um, isolation, whatever it is. Yeah. They're all very, you know, human things that everyone feels. And so there's something about channeling that energy and not mm -hmm. just sitting in it. I think that's the big thing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I do not do well if I just sit in it. So listening to music would probably be my biggest one. Um, and in periods where it's like really, really centered around acting and not feeling motivated around auditioning or whatever, I think I, I remind my, yeah, I mean, I said it already before, but I always remind myself of um, that no one, no one is asking me to do this. No. So I got to find a reason to do it. And if I don't have a reason at that day or in that time, it's fine. Um, but then I try to be present to how I'm feeling and putting it into the work. Like I don't, I don't ever, it's not like, oh, I have to know why I'm an actor every day. Cause I don't all the time, but, um, feeling and being present mm. is kind of my way around it. I don't like hide from the unmotivation, I guess is what I'm saying. I kind of like lean into it. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Oh, yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all humans, right? Regardless of what, what we do, and we all have those days, which I sometimes think that perhaps, um, you know, the, oh, audience, yeah. the audience might think that actors or musicians, you know, or, or professional athletes, they don't they don't have that because they're, you know, they're doing something amazing. But it's not. I mean, we're all, we all have this yeah. feeling sometimes in our lives, so. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, at the end, what can I say? I love what you do. It's incredible. And the fact that you have, I mean, su such a journey, it's incredible. I mean, it's more than obvious and eventually everybody's going to know what you do. I mean, let's face it. Uh, you know? thank, you. Because, yeah, thank you. As I said, I mean, the fact that you do what makes you happy, we all know that as cliche and easy that it may sound, sometimes it takes a whole decade for you to discover what actually what you actually want to do in life and the fact that you found it and you have pursuing it and you have overcome those yeah those stones along the way to continue go straight and you know following what makes you happy that's pretty cool i know that besides being besides that it is cool it also takes a lot of courage i, I mean I, i would assume but you're you're still doing it and that's super enough to say that you were super badass as i was saying before so oh thank you daniel thank you absolutely absolutely i also want to thank those who watch this video or listening on spotify apple podcast thank you so much you're all you're all the best i i couldn't know i appreciate it more thank you um but since this episode is about to be over make sure to go follow Montserrat like right now in, in, in her social media i mean i'm gonna leave in the description below her link so you can follow her let's make him I mean, let's make her viral, right? Hashtag Team, team Montserrat because she's awesome. She's incredible. And again, uh, thank you so much for those who watch this. Happy birthday if it is your birthday. Have an incredible day, evening, whatever, you know, depending where you are. And again, Montserrat, thank you so, so much for making this happen. Have oh, an thank you. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't wait for another episode with you in the future. Keep killing it. Keep inspiring and keep showing it. I mean, keep showing this huge, amazing, epic vibe that you have because you're killing it here. And I'll see you in the next one.